Hallelujah. Hear me dearly beloved. Before we get it for tonight, there is a prophetic word for us tonight. As we are praying as elders yesterday, I believe the Lord gave me a word for us. And it's in the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter number 127. If you do have your Bibles, turn there. I've not even told, I, I did not even tell the elders about it. As we're praying, it was just done so deep in my spirit. After the prayer, I just went and I, I took a look at it. Psalm, Psalm 127. If you have a Bible, just turn there quickly. 127. It's a reminder to someone. And I believe that someone is all of us. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, every, Jesus said something when he walked the face of the earth. He said, every jot and every letter in the scripture shall be fulfilled. Do you understand that? That means that whatever has been spoken by God shall come to pass. It is not a joke. It is not just written for you to feel good about it, for you to be excited about it and rejoice. It is not meant to give you what we call a feeling that is a night day wonder that comes and fades away. No. It is not just meant to excite you and entertain you. No. It is meant accomplish a particular purpose in your life. The word of God is sure to come. Jesus said, it will not pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will not pass away. They remain. Every jo- he said, you see, the, Hebrew, the original Hebrew word there is every dot, the dot on the I, when you write on the letter I, the dot on top, and when you write the letter T, the cross you put on the T, he's saying that they will come to pass. That is how serious the word of God is. Hallelujah. So when you read God's word, that is how serious you should take it. And this is what God is saying to us today. Psalm 127, we are reading from verse 1 to verse 2. Listen to this. Unless the Lord builds the house. Unless the Lord builds the house. Those who build it labor Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Listen to verse 2, and this is where the word of the Lord is. It is in vain that you rise up early and go to bed late, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives his beloved sleep. In other versions it says, it is in vain to rise up early and go to bed late, eating the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved rest. Hallelujah. The Bible says that it is not of him that wills, not of him that runs, but of God that shows mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you somebody. It is not of him that wills, not of him that runs, but of God that shows mercy. It is in vain to rise up early and go to bed late and eat the bread of sorrows. May that not be your story in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, so he gives his beloved sleep. 
You will sleep and God will work for you. As a matter of truth, what God is saying is sleep for I have worked for you. That is the rest mm. of God. And God is saying, why is it that I've completed the work and my children are still, are still toiling unnecessarily? Why? Hmm. Why are they not enjoying my rest? He said, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Who is the beloved of God? But you, the Bible says that you have been accepted in the beloved. So the intention of God is to give you rest. The sleep does rest. God is not saying go to bed. Put yourself, get yourself under your comfort and sleep 24-7. That's not what God is saying. But God is saying, God is trying to give you rest in Christ. And I always say that rest is the perfect. When a man has faith in someone, he's at rest. Hallelujah. Amen. The proof that your faith is working is that you'll be at rest. God wants to give you rest. He wants to give you rest. He said, it is in vain. It is, this is God talking. It is in vain to rise up early and go to bed late and still eat the bread of sorrows. Meaning the thing you are toiling for, you never got it. For so he gives his beloved sleep. In his rest, he has already made provision. That thing that men are chasing after and seeking heartily with all their heart, chasing after so much, toiling, running helter and skelter, chasing after it, God is giving it to you as you rest in Christ. Hallelujah. As you rest in Christ. As you choose to rest in Christ. As you choose to rest in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. As you choose to rest in Christ. Choose to rest. Rest in Christ. I believe I've, in the past year, I preached or I shared messages on the rest of God. All God is saying to us, choose to rest in Him. So He gives His beloved. In this year, may the Lord give you sleep. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Did you hear what God said to the Israelites? He said, I will give you vineyards you did not plant. He said, I will give you houses you did not build. I will give you wells you did not dig. This was the promise of God to the Israelites. If God could promise this to these people, to the Israelites, how much more you now the spiritual sons of God? He said, I will give you houses you did not build. This year, May be so unto you in the name of Jesus. Amen. As you find rest in Christ, your heart will not be troubled anymore. Amen. I don't see why anybody should ever suffer from blood pressure. Because of anything in this world. As a Christian, if you suffer from blood pressure because of something in this world, you don't have faith. There's something wrong with your faith. You are suffering from blood pressure. Because of something in this world, 
You don't have faith. You don't. You don't have faith. He said, I'll give you rest. The place of rest does not know blood pressure. The place of rest does not know I'm stressed in my mind. The place of rest does not know I am tired. You are at rest. How could you be tired? If you are tired, it means you are toiling by yourself. Stop! That's what God is saying. Stop! Why should you go through anxious toil? When God wants to give He said, For so, Bennett, this is what God is saying. He said, For so he giveth his beloved. Listen, I love the way he did not say, For so he giveth believers rest. He said, His beloved. He's trying to tell you, Because you are his beloved, he has chosen to give you rest. He said, Rest and let me work. And he has said to us that from the foundations of the world, his work has already been done and accomplished. Kala, Gabi, for so he gifted his beloved rest. Also, Rhoda, for so he gifted his beloved rest. Don't you dare go through any anxious toil again. My twin Felicia's, I forbid you to go through anxious toil. In the name of Jesus. From this day, I command you to rest in Christ. You understand what I'm talking about? I said, I command you to rest in Christ. Carla, I command you to rest in Christ. Gabby, I command you to rest in Christ. Maureen, I command you to rest in Christ. In the name of Jesus, entry, I charge you by the Spirit of the living God. Rest in Christ. In the name of Jesus, Bennett, I charge you by the Spirit of the living God. Rest in Christ. No more anxious toil. God hates it for you as a believer. Then why did he toil? It is in vain that he toiled them. This is what God wants you to spend your energy on. He's going to tell you. He said, seek ye first. Mm. Seek ye first what? Seek ye first what? Somebody talk to me. Come on, dearly beloved. Or oh, you don't like the word that is coming. He said, seek ye first what? The kingdom of God. And it's righteousness. And what is the promise that follows? And all other, all these things. Why are you toiling about the marriage? Why? Why are you toiling about the marriage? Why are you toiling about the academics? When I say toiling about it, I'm not saying don't go and study and write exams. No. But why are you in anxious worry? You can't sleep at night. Why? Why? I'm telling you, fake generation, nobody is going to have any blood pressure, high blood pressure, because of anything in this world. If you have high blood pressure, what will you do to you? You will never regret it in your life. I'm telling you, I'm commanding all of you. Nobody is permitted to have high, high blood pressure because of anything in this world. Um, you understand what I'm talking about? Listen to what the, the song we sang. And I will not be moved. And I will say of the Lord, He is my word, my shield. 
My strength. You are not permitted to be stressed in your mind because of anything in this world. This world and these things that are passing away is stressing your mind. Your mind that has been redeemed by Christ to appreciate eternal verities, to comprehend and understand eternal truths, is stressing about things of this transient life. How come? What happened? Bennett, what happened? Because when the father sought to give his beloved sleep, his beloved chose not. His beloved rather chose anxious toil. Even the dearly beloved, there are only two illness in this life. Anxious toil and the rest of the father. Hallelujah. Choose you this day. Just like Joshua, just like when it Joshua and Moses, we said to the people, choose you this day when you will serve. Today I say to you from generation, choose you this day where you will be. Anxious toil or the rest of the Father? What do you choose? And this is not a rhetorical question. I need an answer. The rest of the Father. I'm going to ask all of you one by one. Whether what are you choosing? Anxious toil or the rest of the Father? The rest of the Father. Also, what are you choosing? Anxious toil or rest of the Father? Is also on the line? Or also is not here? Rita, you answer for us, Lord. <laughs> the rest of the Father. But <laughs> really, so, what are you choosing? Rest of the Father or anxious toil? The rest of the Father. My twin finishes, what are you choosing? Anxious toil or rest of the Father? Rest of the Father. Is Sister Irene on the line? Representing rest of the Father. I like that. Inky, which one are you choosing? The rest of the Father. Uncle Ben, tomorrow YC is coming. Which one are you choosing so that you can meet it? <laughs> The rest of the Father. Hallelujah. Gabby, which one are you choosing? Is Gabby still on the line? How about Carl? Which one are you choosing? The rest of the Father or anxious toil? I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. I'm saying, are you choosing, which one are you choosing? The rest of the Father or anxious toil? Which one are you choosing? God is placing before you two things. Either you, you toil anxiously in this life or you choose to rest in Christ. Which one are you choosing? Choose what? Rest in Christ. Hallelujah. How about Carla? Is Carla on the line? I'm asking everybody. You are supposed to that. Where's Carla? Is Carla on the line? Hallelujah. How about Sally? Is Sally on the line? Anybody else on the line I've not asked you, you want to make your choice known to everyone. Amen and amen. Richmond and Ida. In fact, all those who are not here, we choose for them. The rest of the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, I said, nobody is permitted to have high blood pressure. You hear what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. 
is against the spirit of the kingdom. Amen and amen. You see, sometimes, eh, as a minister of the gospel, sometimes when the Holy Ghost lays these things upon us, as if he wants us to force it on the believers. Hallelujah. And we must force it. Amen and amen. 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 Hallelujah. It looks like I was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was coming very, I was coming very strongly at you today, but anyways, that's just the word of God unto you. Listen, no more anxious toil. Choose. Yeah. Well, today, like I said um, last week, we are going to begin. I'm going to give an introduction to a new series we are beginning, which is the Christ. We said our focus for this year. We are focusing on three things: the Christ, the gospel and a focused life of faith. Today we begin our series on the Christ. Hallelujah. The word the Christ is something that we've been talking about so much. A lot of believers use it. We mention the Christ. When people are sitting in the car and the car is about to have an accident, the first thing is Christ or Jesus Christ. Even unbelievers use that term. They don't understand it. We mention his name just like that. They don't understand it. But what does it mean when we say the Christ? Who is he? Or what is it? Hallelujah. We Jesus as a person. But what is the Christ? Hallelujah. Christ in itself comes from a Greek word that is Christos, meaning the anointed one. The Christos or the anointed one. And it is related to the Hebrew word the Mashiach. Hallelujah which is the Messiah, which in the Hebrew is the Christos, which means the anointed one. So the Christ means the anointed one. So it's a title that only Jesus bears. The angel said to Mary, you shall be with child and you shall give birth. And 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 you shall call him Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The name Jesus is actually Joshua. Is Savior. But this particular Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one. The anointed one. You see, in the Old Testament, there were three offices that operated the Old Covenant. That is the king, the priest, and the prophet. And for each of these offices, men were anointed specially by God to operate in them. And most times, the ones that we see being anointed were the kings. Hallelujah. And it is God who commissioned a prophet who he has called to go anoint a king for him. Hallelujah. And so in the Old Testament, the kings they did not wear crowns. They were rather anointed. Instead of seeing a coronation where a crown is put on someone, you had their coronation, you would see a, a, a prophet pouring a horn of oil upon the person anointing him as a representative of God. Hallelujah. Here on the earth, to lead his own people. That's why God said, I have found David, a man after my own heart, who would do all that I want him to do. He said, with my holy oil have I anointed him. Hallelujah. With my holy oil have I anointed him. In the same way, Christ Jesus is 
the anointed one. He is the one that was spoken about in the Old Testament to come. The first time he was spoken about, we know there are a lot of prophecies in the Old Testament that regards Jesus, but the first time the Messiah was spoken about, the anointed one to come was spoken about, was when Abraham was given prophecy concerning his sons. Actually, it was Jacob giving prophecy when he said unto Judah that the scepter shall not depart from Judah nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shimo comes and unto him shall the garden of the people be what does that scripture mean a scepter is a staff of rulership so here Jacob was talking about rulership in the kingdom or rulership in the, amongst the people of God. He said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, meaning that kingship will never depart from Judah. Nor a lawgiver from between his feet, meaning that the lawgiver, do you know that a king is also the lawgiver? It is a king that enacts laws. The will of a king becomes the law of the people he rules over. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, no law giver from between his feet. Meaning, the law give, the law give from Judah. It will always remain with Judah. It is until Shiloh comes, until the one to whom it belongs. Shiloh means the one to whom it belongs. Hallelujah. Until Shiloh comes, and unto him shall the guardian of the people be. So the kingship belonged to Judah until Christ came. Hallelujah. She was Christ. The one to whom it belonged was Christ. Hallelujah. And in the same way was prophesied unto David. God said that he will raise a king to sit upon his throne and his kingdom shall reign forever. He was not merely talking about Solomon because you know that the kingdom of Solomon was torn into two. After some years. But was talking about his seed that is Christ. Christ Jesus being the Messiah, the anointed one. With what was Christ anointed? In the Old Testament, the Bible says, these kings who were chosen by God were anointed with holy oil, with sacred oil. Actually, it was called the oil of the apothecary. It was specially put together according to the art of the apothecary. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible talks about dead flies makes the oil of the apothecary to stink. Dead flies represent things that are dead in a man's life. As an anointed person, when you have things that are dead in your life, it causes your oil to stink, your anointing to stink. But the oil was specially compounded according to the art of the apothecary, which God himself taught the Israelites how to compound and they used that to anoint the king and also to anoint the priest and the high priest but mainly the king and Christ Jesus came as a fulfillment of all these three he was both a prophet and a priest and also a king hallelujah the anointed one but for him he was not anointed merely with oil because you see that was the Old Testament there was a foreshadow of things to come the oil was representing the true anointing of God which is the Spirit of God that's why Jesus Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me quoting Isaiah chapter 60 for he has anointed me so when a man says he's anointed it means the Spirit of God is upon him 
He said, the spirit of the Seven Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. Hallelujah. And because he was anointed by the Spirit of God, he was appointed by God to be the deliverer of Israel and the Savior of all mankind. The anointing always brings an appointment. So Jesus being the anointed one was also the appointed one. Hallelujah. That is the chosen one. We are talking about the Christ. Today is just an introduction to what the Christ, what that title means, and what it means concerning Jesus Christ, He being the Christ. And what it means to us, we'll find out very soon. What it means to us. And then in subsequent weeks, we are going to delve deeper, go through the different books of the Bible to actually see the Christ revealed therein. Do you know that all the books of the Bible reveal Christ? You see, the mystery of the Christ and the revelation of the Christ is both hidden and uncovered throughout Scripture. It is almost woven through Scripture like a beautiful tapestry. Because right there in Genesis, we see the Christ manifested. The Christ manifested. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, before he was chosen and appointed as the anointed one, was simply the word. Was simply the word. And in Genesis, we see a manifestation of him when God spoke and all things came to being. Bible says, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. Before God created the moon and the stars and the sun to give light, he has said, let there be light. And there was light. And he separated the light from the darkness. What light was that? Who says that Christ Jesus is the light that lighted every man that cometh into the world. When God said, let the light be, you know, it is actually from the Greek, the, the original Hebrew says that God said, light be. God spoke his word, which was light, and it just became, it just came. That was Christ Jesus, the word. As he was manifesting flesh in the person of Christ, in the person of in, in the person of Jesus, then he was anointed by God with the Holy Ghost and appointed of him to be the Savior of all mankind. That is why on that day, when the Holy Ghost descended upon him as a dove, the Bible says that there was a voice that spoke. This is my beloved son in whom I am what well pleased. And then on the mount of transfiguration, when he was there with Peter, James, and John, and Moses and Elias appeared unto them on the mount, the Bible says there was a voice that spoke. He said, This is my beloved son. Hear he him. God commanded all things in this life to hear the Son of God. Why? Because he was the Christ. He was the anointed one. He was the appointed one. He was the one God has set apart as his message to the world. Hallelujah. Not only a career of the message, but also the message of God to the world. As the Christ, the chosen one, the king, the Christ speaks more of the kingship of Jesus because he was a chosen one. And the reason God said to hear him because, you see, the king is the lawgiver. From between him is going to come the law. The law is going to come from him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
That's why when Jesus came, he said, A new law I give unto you. He said, You have heard this said that I say unto you, He has given them a new law. The law was coming from him. And you know the beautiful thing? The question you might be asking, what Pastor Sam, we know all this. What does that mean to me as a believer? Hear me? Jesus Christ. He, Jesus being the Christ, the anointed one and the appointed one. In the same way as he is appointed as the king. In the same way has he made you also a king. That is why the Bible calls him the king of kings. Who is the king of kings? Who is he king over? He is a king over, over kings. Who are those kings? That is you and I. Hallelujah. He is the high priest. High priest over which priest? That is you and I. So the same way that Christ Jesus as the anointed and appointed one functions, in the same way we also function. Hallelujah. Here now on the earth. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. We are like little Christ. Little Christ here on the earth. Anointed and appointed. Because that same spirit by which Jesus was anointed and appointed, that same spirit anointed and appointed. The Bible said out of Zion, saviors shall come. Who are those saviors by you and I? You and I, in the stead of the Christ, as he is in heaven now, also anointed and appointed by that same sacred Holy Ghost by which he was. I'm anointed. I want you to say with me, I'm anointed. Hallelujah. I want you to say with me, I'm appointed. Hallelujah. I'm appointed. appointed. Hallelujah. Listen, you are anointed and you are appointed. You are what anointed. Hear me. Don't wait for another prophet to come and tell you that you are called of God before you believe that God has something to do with your life. I'm telling you today, you are anointed and you are appointed. Hallelujah. Amen. And the question I expect you to ask me is, Pastor Sam, what am I appointed for? Hallelujah. Every appointment is for an assignment. Every appointment is for an assignment. And every appointment in the kingdom of God is according to the anointing that you've received. Jesus is anointing. Anointed by the Holy Ghost, he was appointed accordingly as the Savior of the world. So that anointing enabled him to carry that appointment out. Hallelujah. Amen. In the same way, Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, the Father sent Jesus as the anointed one. 
The Father sent Jesus as the appointed one. Jesus said, in the same way the Father sent me, so send I you to Mantis. That is why Jesus said, for I go to the Father. And it is expedient for you that I go. For if I go not, the, the, the paraclete will not come. The comforter will not come. But he says, when I go, I will send him from the Father unto you. He said, tarry in them until you receive the promise of the Father. Who is the Holy Ghost? He is that divine anointing upon your life that appoints you for the task. What is that task? Ministry. What is the work of the ministry? The ministry of reconciliation. The Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world back to himself in the same way God wants to work through you, Lorraine. God wants to work through you, Gabby. God wants to work through you, Felicia. You, Irene. You, Oswald. God wants to work through you to reconcile the world back to himself. And the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter number 10, verse 10, God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good, healing all them that were sick and of the devil, for God was with him. I tell you, dearly beloved, so said of you, how God has anointed Irene of New York the Holy Ghost and with power who went about this will be said concerning you who went about doing good healing all them that were sick and oppressed of the devil for God was with him. It shall be said concerning you Gabby. How God anointed Gabby of Orlando how God anointed Color of Miami. How God anointed Felicia of Chicago. How God anointed Felicia of Georgia who went about doing good and healing all them that were sick and Oppressed of the devil for God was with him. How God anointed you. That same anointing. The Bible says that that same spirit arose Jesus from the grave. Dwelling in us. Dwelling in us. Hatesese makai. Promondo sife kisaronga se. Handelebekoshanda fesusai. Brethren, we are exploring the Christ. You see, as we delve deeper, you find that in the subsequent weeks, every revelation of the Christ we find concerning Jesus, you find that it has something to do with you as a believer. As a believer, hallelujah. As a believer. And you know, you would, it would not just be a revelation you know by head knowledge. But I'm going to show you another scripture, which is a beautiful promise from Jesus Christ, and I believe it's going to warm your heart. You may not just know, have a revelation of the Christ in your mind, but it will become a true intimate revelation which you would encounter in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, Peter met a group of believers, talk about them in his book, First Peter. He said concerning the believers, he says, Whom having, you have not seen it, but ye love, you love him. And you rejoice with joy unspeakable. Peter saw the believers, and the way they were rejoicing in Christ, and the way they manifested love for Christ. 
And Peter wondered at them. He said, you because you've not seen the Christ. You did not see him. Jesus said concerning the Christ, he says, of the word of life which handled, the disciples handled the word of life. But these believers, they had seen him because they came years, 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 years after the Christ had resurrected and ascended to heaven above. Yet they loved Christ with a passion. And they rejoiced with joy and it marveled, it beat the mind of Peter. But you see, Peter had forgotten something that Jesus said. Because these people, even with the Christ physically with their optical eyes, they had declared Christ with spiritual heart. They had declared Christ with their spiritual heart. Christ Jesus was not just a head knowledge unto them. They had seen him with the eyes of their heart. And that is what I pray for you and I, that our eyes will behold the Christ. Our The eyes of our heart will behold the Christ, so that we'll have intimate encounter, intimate knowledge of him. Here, here, just just hear this, this beautiful promise from Jesus. And I believe that's what the, the believers in Peter's, the experience in the book of John, John chapter number 14, if you have your Bibles, you can open there. Even though you can write the scripture down and look at it. John chapter number 14, verse 21. Read it from verse 21. Jesus speaking, he says, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. Hallelujah. So the believers that Peter was talking about that they love the Christ, they loved Christ because they had his commandments. And they were keeping his commandments. That was how Peter knew they loved Christ. Hallelujah. And look at the continuations. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Why did these believers love Christ so much? Why could they rejoice with joy unspeakable? Because Christ had manifested himself to them. The eyes of their heart had seen the Christ. They had beheld the Christ in their hearts. So they could rejoice. Hallelujah. Look at verse 22. Judas is carried. I wonder what was wrong with Judas. He did not understand. He said this. Listen to Judas. He said, Judas is carried said to him, Lord, how is it that you manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Hallelujah. These believers loved Christ, and because they loved Christ, they were loved by the Father, and they were also loved by Christ. And Christ and the Father came and made their home with them. And because they made their home with them, they manifested themselves and they saw them, and because they saw them, they rejoiced with joy unspeakable. Let me tell you why they rejoiced with joy unspeakable. Because they had seen the Christ. Then, because they had seen the Christ with the eyes of, the eyes, the eyes of their heart. You know, when you love someone, and you've not seen the person in a long time, when you see the person, what do you do? You rejoice with joy unspeakable. Your joy is so endless. It's like the day we will see Christ in heaven. We'll rejoice with joy unspeakable. In the same way, these people, because they had seen Christ with the eyes of their heart, they were rejoicing with joy unspeakable. And so I pray for you. So I pray for you. You see, as a believer, when your eyes behold the Christ, the eyes of your heart behold the Christ, you rejoice with joy unspeakable. 
This is the beautiful promise of Christ. He says, anyone who loves me will be loved by my Father. He said, you keep my word and my Father will love him. And we will come and make our abode with him. We will make our home with him. I mean, do you know Jesus can take up residence in your home and be living inside your home? Yes. So if anybody asks you, where, is, where does Jesus say, Jesus lives here? Do knock the door and Jesus will open the door and say, Hello, who do you want to see? <laughs> Felicia, you know, he will make his abode with you. Abode with you. He will make his abode with you. Hallelujah. And show you the eyes of your heart will see the Christ. And you will know him intimately. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to lift up your voice in prayer. Begin to pray in the Spirit this hour in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice, begin to pray in the Spirit.